Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 345, entitled don't make websites for friends and family. It was published on Thursday, the 12th of October, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and in a few moments, I'll be joined by my good friend David Wormsley so that we can have that chat. But first of all, a few bits of housekeeping. The first thing to mention is that if you are in the market for Black Friday deals in the WordPress space, we have a growing list of them organized at a very easy to remember URL. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Head there and you will see the deals that we've got so far. There's a few on there, but over the days and weeks to come, we will be adding more. If you have a product service or something like that in the WordPress space, there is a button there to add your deal. Please feel free to go and fill that form out and we will get that onto the page if it's in the WordPress space. The other thing to mention is that you'll probably be able to see on that page there are some sponsor slots right at the top. And if you want to have one of those slots, please click the button in the area at the top and we will get you organized, get you pride of place on that page. That would be really, really nice. Once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. The other thing to mention is that I am starting a webinar series all about Gato GraphQL. Now, to be honest, this is a little bit above my pay grade, but Leo, the product founder, is going to be joining us. We're going to be doing five episodes and they are starting next week. The first episode that we've got is going to be on Wednesday, the 18th of October. It's going to be at 3 p.m. UK time at the live page, which is the same for all of the lives that we do. WPBuilds.com forward slash live. Join us there and find out all about the myriad of incredibly complicated things that GraphQL can do for you and your website. The only other thing to mention is that if you have a comment on today's podcast, please use the comment feature on the WPBuilds.com website, WPBuilds.com forward slash, well, I don't know, go and search for episode number 345. That's going to be the easiest way to find it. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WP builds. And we sincerely thank GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing continued support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, what have we got for you today? Well, as I said at the top, we've got a podcast episode entitled Don't Make Websites for Friends and Family. I think you probably get the idea. Is this a good idea if you're a freelancer? Perhaps you had no intention when you began your career of becoming a freelance web developer, and this was the easiest way in. It certainly was for David and I. But what are the gotchas? What are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? We discuss it all on the podcast today, and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, it's the 17th episode of our Thinking the Unthinkable series. And our topic today is don't make websites for friends and families. Nathan, this is your topic. So 
it's a shock to me because it sounds like you're suggesting that people do this as a proper job. Yeah, that's right. I think basically we can stop recording this episode now because the title is the truth. <laughs> Don't make websites for friends and family. That's all you need to know. Good night. <laughs> I've enjoyed doing this podcast. No, I think this is a serious thing. I, I guess, I guess the longer that you're doing this work, the less likely this is to be a concern. But as we'll get into it, you'll see that most of us, that's in my impression at least anyway, is that a lot of people who end up doing website design kind of stumble into it. And if you're yeah. stumbling into a job, you're probably doing another job at the same time. And so who are your clients going to be? Well, they're the people who you are communicating with because you probably don't have a technique for outreach or anything like that. So you end up doing things for friends, friends of friends, family, relations, yeah. dogs, cats, whoever will give you a project, <laughs> they they become your clients. And whether or not that works out is up for debate in this episode. Yeah, exactly. And I, I honestly, I mean, I was saying that as if it's a proper job because I, for, after all these years, I, I still do feel like if they're not, it always started with friends and then family and then it was friends of friends. And to some degree, because all of it comes through referrals. I still feel in some form or another, they all are friends of friends and that's still how I'm working. And I think that probably speaks more about where I am professionally <laughs> than it does about the industry. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I find it interesting, but with all the different Facebook groups that I've been in that you do see these very, very different ideas on this. Some people who say, no, friends and family are great. That's how I do, you know, most of my work's come from that. It's referrals that are a little bit like me. And then there is this whole other section who say, definitely not, you know, they'll want you to discount them. They'll not take any notice of what you're saying or respect your professionalism. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a very clickbaity title. And obviously there's yeah. no way I actually subscribe to the idea that you shouldn't work for friends or family because honestly, it really depends A, on you yeah. and your capacity to ride out any storms that may come your way, but also it depends on those people and what their proclivities are for demanding more than you've offered or, you know, just pushing it because they know you're a friend and they can probably get away with asking you, oh, go on, you know, and all of the things in the background, like they took your kids out last week to the swings and so you kind of <laughs> owe them a bit and because you owe them a bit, you feel compelled to do the right thing and so on. So it's it's way more complicated. And Honestly, this is the way it began for me. I definitely started out doing websites for it was it was mainly friends of friends to be honest, and I I right. kind of did work with another guy a little tiny bit at the beginning, and he had some friends so we did the work for them and and it, it was just the way in. And what was good about it was that it gave me a focus for learning. So back yeah. in the day it was tables, HTML, CSS was coming in that kind of thing. And I really don't know if I would have been as quick to learn from a book. What I mean is if I'd have had no project to complete and nobody telling me, look, I want this done by this particular date and this is how I want it to be and it has to have these features. I think learning CSS and HTML on some abstract project is highly likely given my proclivity for going and sitting on the sofa and doing nothing. Highly likely I would have just put the book down and said, oh, I'll do a bit more tomorrow. Whereas yeah. having that well, I don't really know what it was, but I felt compelled to to finish the project because I'd said to somebody that I would. It made me learn more quickly. So there's definite upsides about learning and all of that and, and figuring out what the job is. 
Yeah, you know, you've touched on something that's really key at the moment to me because, as you know, I've moved much more towards uh, doing the hand coding with the HTML and CSS these days. And it feels a little bit like the early days with, you know, now the clients, uh, I kind of enjoy the work again because uh, if I had to learn what I'm trying to learn just on my own projects, I'll just probably put it aside. But because I have to learn it for them, I'm speeding up this new level of learning, right. which I think while I was with the page builder that I'd almost got into a, I'd sort of skip that bit because I could just, I know how to put these sites together. So it was a bit more like this product I was completing at the end where now the jobs are, are partly there to help me learn more new stuff. Um, so yeah. I guess it allows you the opportunity to learn in a sort of slightly risk-free way as well. I just made the slightly spurious point that, you know, maybe your your friends and family will will be willing to abuse your trust. <laughs> and uh, typically, I, I never really found that to be the case. You know, most true friends and certainly the family that I have uh, would never mm. dream of doing that. And so it was far more likely that the outcome of that would be that if you went back to them and said, look, I've done no work on it this week, I'm really sorry, Mike. My other things took over. My experience was that they would probably say, "Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it." You know, we realise that you're you're doing something for us more or less gratis. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, that there was there was that. The big thing for me is, um, particularly when I mean, we talked about this on our last series when we were looking at the difference between a traditional and an agile approach, and I think a lot of it. Um, how you might view this will depend on whether you see that you are selling a product. Uh, which is this website for this price at this end date, um, or whether you see you are providing a service. And in my case, with the Agile thing, this is an expected long period of time. This is a, a very long service where you're working kind of with the client. Um, and I think that that, and I think what most people want is the product. That's what they think they need to ask for. And in my job going to this Agile approach is I have to say, well, Actually, I'm not going to build you a product. I'm just going to help you use the web to solve some of your business problems. Let's talk about what they are and let's see how we can go about this. So, yeah, the, so the, the relationship is very different then. It's interesting that because at least with a project-based approach, let's say that you've yep. got a, a friend who's asked you to do a website and you've kindly agreed to do it because you're just beginning and you know, you're trying to figure out what the industry is. And that's got a moment in time where it's finally done. And it may not be the best that you could ever have done, but there's a moment where you say, okay, great, we're done. Whereas for you, this ongoing relationship, you know, you, you're doing a, some hours here and some hours there and whatever is needed gets attention. How does that work mm. with the friends and family thing? Because surely at some point you've got to cut them loose and say, look, uh, we've done, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, whatever the number is, number of hours now. This, this has got to move away from being a mate's rates or pet project. <laughs> You've got to yeah. start finding some finance for this now. Where, where do you, I mean, I know that you're probably not doing that anymore, but where would you have drawn that line? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I was talking to you before, wasn't I, that, that one of my things that really started me, I guess, seriously using WordPress was creating this e-commerce site, which actually went for what used to be my old boss. And I didn't do it for any money. I wanted to, he had one already and I wanted to convert it into this WordPress version of it. And it really broke our relationship it was a really strong one because I was, uh, for no money trying to sort of lead it towards the direction, but he wasn't ready. He, um, and I think, I think from, 
these days I'm much clearer about what I want people to do, which is to pay me for um, uh, my expertise to help them to do something um, one stage at a time. So there's no not cutting somebody loose. You know, we go as far as they go. So if they come, I say, well, I think the first thing you need to do is to make sure you're going to get some traffic. Are you getting the best traffic? Are you picking the right keywords? And then look at the site if they've got one already and say, how are people going to convert? How are they going to understand what you do and what they need to do next? The UX side of stuff. So I think there's a point with the way that I'm selling things now, there's always a point where someone can lose me. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's how I kind of like it. And I think for me, you, you often said to me when we were talking before, um, about the agile thing is, is you, you often said, and it's not words I would use that you're, you're making more friends with the client. You know, you're talking yeah. about their business. And I, I thought, actually, I don't think I am, but I, I think <laughs> enemies, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think the point is when you sell a product, it's like, well, they know what they bought for what the price they've got. That's it. There you're done. When you sort of sell in this kind of ongoing service, what I'm selling for them is to have somebody on their side to help them navigate the best options for the internet for them. And, and I think that is, I have to be on their side it, it, all the time through that, you know? Yeah. And it, I think that seems more like a friendship, but it's not really. Yeah. I guess, I guess friend, friend was probably the wrong word, but it's probably the, the clumsy use of that word. It was more the fact that you were, you were desirous of communicating with them over and over again. Yes. And, and typically the people that I want to communicate over and over again with, I would classify as my friends, if you know what I mean, because, yeah, yeah. you know, if I'm, if I'm booking a call with you next week and the week after that and the week after that, yes, of course you could be a client, but your, it felt like the premise of the business and the way that you're moving was to, to speak to them often, frequently. But yeah, you're quite right. They don't need to be like your best mates or anything, do they? They can still be just, there can still be that separation of, well, you are a, a work colleague. I do work with you, for you, however you describe it. So yeah, that I was mean, slightly clumsy, but it felt as if, the friendlier you got, the more likely you were to have success because you could be honest with each other and, and all of that. Yeah, and I think that's the essence of the Agile thing is the idea that you, you work with a team of small experts who work as a team. So you have to have that team spirit to work like that. Where I think where you sell a, a product, it generally is someone who's listing their requirements and someone who's going to deliver those requirements on a professional basis. Yeah. So the relationship, I, I think, is quite different. I think the traditional and the agile is quite different in in that kind of level of friendliness. If you, you have to have team spirit to do an agile. You have to, to abide by that simple idea that you go through iterations of work, working as a team where you're not solely responsible for one thing you both work and, and work off each other and bounce off each other so yeah so yeah yeah you've said the words team spirit twice now and in on both occasions i think of nirvana i don't know what's going on there smells like team spirit um honestly i i have this kind of spider sense this is yeah. going to sound a bit ridiculous but i i do on some level i think there is something to this i have this this ability fairly quickly, and I'm not suggesting it's 100% accurate, but I, I do rely on it, I think, time and again, this capacity to sort of quickly work out on what level that friendship could happen. So 
for me, often the enterprise of, of going to a meeting was to figure out if I could work with them. And the yes. fairly blunt metric of that was, will I get on with you? So you could, I suppose, in, an, in, a, in a different vernacular, you could describe that, will I get on you, as could you be my friend? And I could quickly figure out, usually by just acting like a fool and making some lame jokes and things like that, you know, whether this person would respond favorably to that or whether they'd shot me down and, and it would be, you know, all business. And it, it really has proven to be the case over the years that the people who are willing to go with me on that, let's just lark about for a few minutes before we sit at the table and get down to the work. They're the people who I've worked best with. And it really, I could have told you, typically within a couple of minutes, this relationship's going to work. This one, I'm not sure about. I've, I'm, I'm sensing some sort of coldness here. They seem to be all about the business. There's no capacity to just lark about and, you know, ask questions randomly about yeah. anything. And so in that sense, on some level, my, my ideal client was somebody who I thought you and I could sit in a pub and have a drink. And it, it really worked for me. <laughs> Do you think that, that, it's an interesting thing about friendships. I was, um, I'm a big fan. I don't know if people will know this out of the UK, but there's a comedian called Ramesh Ranganathan. Oh, he's great. Uh, he is brilliant. And, uh, uh, I can't really say the things that he said, but he, he said yeah, how he yeah. loves the sort of Facebook and stuff like that. Cause he kind of realized that all these friends that he's known all the time, suddenly they re revealed as the D heads that they are through what they say and how context is important. So do you know what I mean? You can yes. have really good friendships with people, see them on Facebook and realize that they have all these bizarre, um, values that you don't hold at all, but they've managed to hide from you in their friendship. <laughs> And I, and I think there's always a danger with this as well, because it's, um, actually, I'm kind of criticizing your method, even though I quite no, like it's all right. it. I think okay. it, it's, a, but you know what I mean? In a certain context, you can go, oh, yes, yeah, so you think you get on with somebody. And then in actual terms of doing the actual work, you realize that they've got a different persona for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, particular that, job. That definitely happened. And just before we click record, I, I, mentioned to you that it definitely didn't work all the time there were people that i really did think i was going to get along with and then it, it as soon as the work actually began the the real thing inside them came out the monster and you know that typical client from hell kind of thing so it, yeah. it didn't always work but mostly my spidey sense worked in that way uh, so essentially it boils down to can i waste a bit of time with you <clears throat> excuse me can i waste a bit of time with you uh, at, right at the beginning and lark about, tell some jokes. And usually that led into conversations over the years about, you know, I got to know about their family. I would yeah. go into their office and it, rather than being, right, let's sit down, get the laptops open and work. There'd be conversations in, you know, how are your kids doing? All oh, right, you know, and that would we'd have that toing and froing. And honestly, it seems a little thin. Like there's a thin veneer there, a little skin deep. There was something, and it, I, I like that. I like the fact that we were able to just sort of shoot the breeze and they became friends in air quotes. You know, I didn't end up spending time in the pub with any of them, I don't think, but at least there was that friendly back and forth. There's some really interesting things that happened, like you and I, how we got together, how we had no idea that we were we grew up in the, the same place, literally just miles down the road. Yeah, I've just discovered with a client, who's been referring to work and I've done work for before and I get on well with. It's only, you know, th <laughs> now known him for years. 
it's only this week that I discovered that he also was just up the road from me. Yeah. He grew up in the same place. And you think, it's just, and for some people, I mean, this is something we haven't touched on yet. You haven't got that option, have you? You, you know, my old colleague, a lot of the work was coming from my old small town where basically everybody knows each other. If you're, you know, that essentially everybody is a friend of a friend, really. And, yeah. um, and I realized that she has to adjust accordingly. I mean, our business has to run in a way that seems to me a little bit less professional because yeah. it has to be a little bit more. Yep. You know, how are you doing? You know, talking about the, the kids and the family and stuff. Honestly, where I live, if you, if, so if you just pluck some random person out of the town yeah. where I live, you, you yeah. know, there's that whole, what's it called? Seven points of contact or something. The idea mm. where mm. you are only seven people away from knowing anybody on earth. Where I live, it's one. There's <laughs> one remove. So I can more or less guarantee that if you pick some random person, they will know somebody that I know. And so this whole, well, let, you've classed it as nepotism. We'll get onto the sort of more broad nepotism <laughs> yeah. in a minute. But the geography is really crucial where I live. And, and, and so you can win work because you're a friend of a friend so straightforwardly, or at least you used yeah. to be able to. It's getting a lot harder now that there's, you know, online platforms and people are doing it themselves yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. But it very much was the case that my phone would ring and it'd be, you know, Beryl said to phone you because you do websites. It's like, oh, great. Thanks, Beryl. Off we go. And that that would happen loads. By the way, there is no Beryl. I just made her up. <laughs> um, but it, it is interesting. That ties up. I mean, I'm out of most of those Facebook groups now. But every time I've seen a poll, which is talking to people who do what we do, they pretty much say 80 plus percent. When people are new to it and they're asking, how do you get your business? Most of them end up saying... 80 plus percent of it is referrals. Right, so, right. But I also think that means that, and I, I kind of just become aware of it, um, that probably we're in a little bit of a bubble. Because oh, yeah. even if we don't, yeah, even if we don't continue to work for friends and family, probably the people who've referred us to us are of a similar background with a similar set of expectations. And one thing I've always found difficult to kind of understand when most of the Facebook groups I've been in take a traditional approach to a fixed cost project and there's a certain approach to do that. And that's the majority of people that I've met in WordPress who do it. And when I went to the agile approach and saw the agile statistics about where they go and look at businesses, apparently uh, 80 plus percent of these companies here, when it comes to web projects, employ an agile approach, which is with no end date, with no set project. So you think, Okay, so probably the people that I see are in a bit of a bubble. Yeah, I think that's uh, totally I, true. Yeah, I think the bubble thing is really true where I live. In that, yeah. you know, if you're on the, if, if you're in that the the bubble and it's working for you, that's great. But yeah. in my part of the world, re, sort of real life story, but removing the names to protect the innocent, as it were, that 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 can so quickly collapse because, um, yeah, quite a long time ago. A, a person started up a web development business where I live, and it just so happens that their that a family member was super connected. You know how you've got those people that are just in any town that are just super connected. You know they may be on the council, or they're just they've just had years of experience. They grew up here. They're really gregarious, and they know everybody. Well, that was the case. So this family member knew everybody, and very very quickly. Um, kind of s scooped up all the new business. So a lot of the people that were doing web work where I live 
found it difficult because this this company came into existence and this ultra, well, the word is maven really, isn't it? This hyper-connected <laughs> person was able <laughs> through nepotism to point them to this other person and it was it was transformational where we live. So it quickly showed the um, how, how the, the, the bubble thing that you mentioned, how that can work in both ways. It can be very effective when it's working, but it can also be quickly upset unless, of course, you are that maven, that person right at the top of that social pyramid. But just... Yeah, beware of that, really. If you are relying on word of mouth and, you know, people locally referring you, that can that apple cart can quickly be upturned. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I can very much understand it from the client's perspective because there are so many of us offering to build somebody a website. So if you've decided you're not already, your business isn't already thinking agile and wants to hire in certain skills, but actually wants somebody to build an end product, when you're in that mode, you can't tell one end product from another as, right. as the client. It's just what it looks like or what you, and so then you tend to go to, you look to trust or just you want to slim it down in some way or another. So you go for location or a recommendation for someone you know, and yep. that's, I think, how it works. So yeah, I can see how it's, you know, really easily upended for someone if someone comes in well connected in an area. Yeah. But I suppose I think if you happen to be that that person on the receiving end of the delightful nepotism, that's yeah. that's gonna be great, isn't it? You, you, yeah, you know, you're just inundated with work because either you are that person or somebody that you know is that person. And honestly, like I said, in where I live, you you're one removed from everybody. So it it matters. I guess if you live in London or New York or something like that. It's, it's far less likely to be important because there's probably just millions of people looking for work or jobs in the web space, um, you know, looking for websites to be built. So it probably matters less. But in small town England, where I live, that, it, that is significant. I think, you know, largely the agile thing for me or wanting to move to it was partly because I didn't know how to handle the relationships with clients, but also because it was a bit of a isolating myself from the people who are selling websites as a product, if you like, because um, you, you, it's no contest for that. See, it, my main argument is that I'm with you to help you to do the best with your business online. I'm not here to sell you this end website, but that, of course, that's what you're going to get, but we're going to work on it together. And I think it's a different proposition. So I tried to get myself out that loop, you know, but of course, what goes with that is I have to, that's, that's the difficult bit. I have to kind of prove that I'm bringing the skills, if you like, with it. So it's been a kind of lot of journey. But I do realize that one of the difficulties now is because there are page builders about and almost anyone can set up and say, I can deliver you this end product. You know, it's really what's going to happen in a lot of areas is that people are just going to go with the most approachable person who can deliver that and with no indication of whether what they're being delivered is good or bad. Yeah. It's interesting. When you and I both started, there wasn't really no web design industry. And so both of us mm. just needed to do some work in order to understand what that work looked like so that you could figure out what <laughs> your business would even be, what, what building a website looks like, how long does it typically take, what kind of things can you achieve, can you not achieve. I do wonder if that's going to be a requirement so much now in the sense that I I figure it's been packaged up into like university courses and things like that. So anybody that wants to do this can now go online, 
either join a university in real life or get some sort of online training where all of it is spelled out. And if it's all spelled out for you and you've got that plan of how to launch your website business, I wonder if I wonder if people are going to still be relying on friends and family. I mean, you mentioned that 80% of business for the people in those Facebook groups is referrals. It's not quite the same as friends and family potentially, but I do wonder if that whole modus operandi of beginning a website business has died because you've gone through university, they've taught you how to do your accounting, uh, what tools to use, how to pitch yourself, how to create proposals, what your billing should look like and all of that. And and I had to make every single one of those things up as I went along. So I wonder, I wonder if that friends and family thing is going to is is even a thing now? I I don't know. I mean, uh, there's some clients which I'm losing as I'm changing my business. I mean, the ones that my colleague did, and it's quite interesting to see where they're going. And it, but the last three, each of them, I've gone with a WordPress design. They don't particularly need WordPress as such, so they just happen to again go for WordPress with new sites being built on Elementor, and they. All of these three, I had a quick look at who they'd gone with, and all of them were kind of agencies with a number of people. And the nepotism thing was in there because very much it was the the son of the person who set it up, who was one of the people, or daughter, uh, who was one of the people on the team and stuff like that. And I thought it's really interesting. They, you know, the, of those clients that I had, they've gone for pretty much agencies that look like they have the similar level of expertise, using the same tools with the same kind of setup where. It's, um, you know, the fact that family and friends are actually part of the agency, you know? Mm. Um, and it, it, I don't know, compared to the people I used to follow and I haven't been following them recently, you know, when I first got interested in this, these were the agencies when you had to hand code where they were hiring developers or designers for a specific need because they were building, I don't know, university sites or something like that, projects or something. And it, they weren't using WordPress. And I don't know. I don't know if university has changed anything there. I mean, for one thing, it, you know, what you learn in university is, is probably good for getting employment, but probably not good for marketing to the public. Yeah. Yeah. That would, I would really just sort of throwing out, throwing that out there as a, as a thought experiment. Mm. I, I really haven't yet bumped into anybody in Facebook groups or online who went through that channel. But then again, I don't know how long that's been packaged up as a thing. Or indeed, if these people just land straight in agencies, straight out of university, because the university as part of the deal is, okay, we will we will get you some interviews in some high powered agencies because, you know, that's part of the part of the package that we offer, in which case they would have completely sidestepped anything that you and I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know the the university, I mean the we haven't met people who've specifically gone on courses for that, but there are people. I think uh, Kyle is one of those people, um, Van Dusen, who went to university to do design. And, you know, I mean, anybody following his kind of stuff, they'll see that he's literally learning day by day how to do the business of, you know, CSS and things like that, you mm. know. Um, and I think, you know, when it comes to that, as we were talking in a couple of weeks ago about, CSS and how much is changing. I don't know how university courses can prepare you to build a modern day website because literally it's all changing within the two years or three years that you would be on a course for that. That's a and really good point. Yeah. If you're doing physics, yeah. you know, the university level physics, I'm not talking PhDs, like a bachelor's, 
That's not changing, is it? It's just the same curriculum year on yeah. year on yeah. year. There might be different ways of showing the materials, but how a ball, you know, how it lands and how far it goes, given the all, all of that is exactly the same. Whereas this, my goodness, you would literally be re rewriting the curriculum on an annual basis, wouldn't you? I hadn't thought about that. No, I mean, I think it's guesses two points with this. I mean, more people, certainly for the UK, are going to universities devaluing uh, the you know the degree to an employer and perhaps to the public generally, but also maybe there's an element where you could be going on courses for this because at a university level, I guess that education is supposed to teach you how to learn for yourself and think for yourself. So yeah. maybe there is something of value, but I don't know. It's it's really interesting. But yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you were saying earlier about eighty percent of the people giving uh, getting referrals as their main source mm -hmm. of income. Does that not, is that statistic not revealing about on some level you've made friends with those people who are doing the referral? Yeah. That's probably a bit of a stretch. But what I mean is you don't, you don't refer people who are not, you know, that you, you don't have a good feeling about. You're not going to, if somebody comes to you and says, okay, I need a website built. Do you know anybody? You're not going to refer somebody that you've disagreed with or argued with or fallen out with or felt ripped off by so on some level i guess the the definition of friend here is up for question you know your your actual real world friends are people that you go out with go on holiday with spend time with when you're not on the clock doing work but maybe yeah. maybe there's a different definition of friend here it's just somebody that you communicate well with you can you can be in the same room as them and more or less know that you're not going to fall out you can have a disagreement about something and it doesn't fall into the category of conflict you just disagree and work it out between you so maybe that's maybe that's what that is and i feel that if you, the more people you can do that with the more likely you are to be a long term in this business because as you said referrals are everything and so at least for me part of the enterprise is making friendships with these people and again caveat emptor whatever friend means it might not be the going on holiday spending your spare time with but it you know you've got to endeavor to at least be friendly with these people otherwise you're not yeah. going to be in in work because the 80 percent will go to the person that is yeah i think i mean it should go with i think with all work if somebody's paying you to do something you should be on their kind of side and that, that just leads me on to this sort of boundary thing because you know, you can have, I have friends or people that I quite like who have politically opposing ideas to the world, to me, but I like them for other elements, but that doesn't come into it. Do you think there are any boundaries for you in the type of work that you might be asked to do, even if you like the people? Well, it's interesting because when you, when you, so we're looking at our show notes and we've got some comments based upon boundaries. I, I saw that question slightly differently and I saw it as, would it be more likely that friends, actual friends and actual family, would they be more likely to get away with pushing the boundaries with you because you uh, you just have that relationship with them? <laughs> yes. You know, it's harder to say no. Like, as an example, not that yeah. my mother would do it, but if my mother came to me and said, I need a website, A, I'm not saying no because she's my mom, but B, even if she became super unreasonable, I would feel some kind of compulsion to service that need. It'd be like, okay, I'd have the conversation. Look, mother, you don't need this, blah, blah, blah. But if, if she persisted, I would probably cave in quite quickly because it's my mom. 
Um, my dad less so. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but do, do, you, do you understand what I mean? So the same could be true of friends. You know, if they just keep phoning you and say, oh, can we just do this little thing? You know, oh, and then we'll go to the pub afterwards. It'll be great. Da, da, da. It's going to be really difficult to man those boundaries and enforce them, or at least that's what I think. Yeah, I, I do think that's the oh, I think most of the time. Yeah. Honestly, if it was my mother and uh, I said, um, you know, I said, mother, I love you, but I actually think for your project, <laughs> I would recommend Nathan for you. <laughs> oh, dear. I'd recommend, I'd recommend her, to, her to my mother. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I, yeah. I would, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I don't have, if I think it might not work or I might not be the best person for working with them on this thing or the way that I work isn't good. That, I don't feel compromised with that. That will yeah. be, I suppose that's my boundary all the time. I try and explain what I'm attempting to do, who I listen to, who I follow these days, which is fairly new to me. You know, um, the, the UX people I will take notice of about how we build sites and I will take notice of the W3C for code standards and stuff like that. Things like I kind of skipped over before and they will be my sort of boundaries, if you like. Now, Somebody new to me doesn't have to understand that, but they do need to understand how I work. And if they sign up to that, then I think that's easy. And that's all I need to set up. So I feel I can effectively, these people could turn into my friends where it goes beyond just what we need to do, but it would need to be good teamwork that I was working with. And my friends might not be the best people to do that teamwork with, you know? Yeah. I think, I think it's really difficult to enforce the same boundaries with friends as it is for basic, let's call them strangers, you know, people that you've, you've just communicated with about the website yeah. project. You, you don't have any insight into their family. And so if they start to push those boundaries, you really don't have any bit of you, you know, that sort of devil or angel on the shoulder saying, mm, have, give it, give this some thought. You're just going to say, no, 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 that's not the way our process works. You've signed the contract. Whereas it becomes much more muddy yeah. as soon as you throw friendships into it because you are in effect you know, you're jeopardizing the friendship by saying no. I mean, equally, you've probably got the intellect to know, actually, do you know what? They're taking the mickey. They are pushing our friendship here. But person, I find it very hard in those situations to, you know, it, it's a bit like when you're in a, like, let's say that you go out to a dinner party or something and there's some person that you know and they get a little bit drunk and they start mm. speaking out of turn, whatever that may be. It could be politics. It could be some other hot button issue. It's very hard to stand up and say, look, shut up. You've, you've said enough. You've offended everybody at this table. Be quiet. What generally happens is everybody just looks at the plate and sort of ignores it. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I hope they sit down in a minute. Or we're going to get our coat. We're going to leave. We're all a bit tired. That kind of thing. It's hard yes. to it's hard to push back against those friends. I, I think it's so much harder if you're selling a product for a set price, I think, in those situations, because they will ask for more than what you've agreed to in the contract. And for me, if I'm going this agile approach where they're paying me for my time to try different things out, it's already built into the plan. The yes, agile plan is already that you'll right. change your mind. Yeah. So actually they they it won't that won't work for them in their case because they'll still end up paying more money. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I won't I won't be a block, you know. That's very intelligent, you see. You've got this all figured out. You've uh, you've spent <laughs> the last 15 years working this out and you finally <laughs> finally reached the goal where nepotism, boundaries, all of that, they've all gone because you're charging <laughs> them by the hour. So. <laughs> it still yeah. doesn't really work no, out, you know, no. because you still I feel like I 
because the project hasn't moved on a lot and I want to do certain things in a, a way that properly and they want certain things, I end up putting more time in. And of course, that's where there might be, you know, the more you like a client, perhaps the more little extra time that you're not charging for them that you might put into. I think that's that's what's happening with me. I don't it's kind of interesting, everything. isn't it? Because it flips the... Okay. So let's say it's a fixed project. Yeah. If I go into a meeting with somebody and they've paid the deposit and I know what the final figure is and how many hours it should and all of that, mm -hmm. then... If I go into their business and the guy on the guy that I'm talking to, whoever it may be, if they start like horrendously wasting time and mm. just cracking jokes for like an hour, <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to think, hang on a minute, wait a minute, this is I'm paying for this ultimately. Whereas your system uh, really allows for that, doesn't it? It's like if if they're cracking jokes for an hour, you're like, this is great. I just got paid for an hour, and all we did was <laughs> tell jokes. <laughs> well, this. This is where my system does fail. And this is the, um, because what I do is I do take the little meeting, because usually I charge for one set of work and then I want a meeting before we do the next set of work, you know, so we know that we're at and that I do that, but I take that time out of what I'm charging for them, really. Right. And I sometimes wonder if they think that because I, because if it's a friendly chat, which I think is still useful, it goes on for quite some time. And if it's just more, <laughs> we need to get on with it. It's just short time. So. I've needed to do that because, but it's a waste of my time, of course, you know. You but. should add that as a line item in your invoice, just like uh, 20th of September, one hour, jokes and wasting time, $80, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just see how that goes. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that some companies like Google, they've decided in their calendar invites now, I think it was yeah. Google, they're going to they're going to itemize what it costs for each person to be in the meeting. So if you get a G, let's say you get a meet meeting invite, mm. you're going to yeah. know that that meeting is going to cost the company, let's say, a thousand dollars because he's on three hundred dollars an hour, she's on five hundred dollars. You get the point. You can see yeah. what that meeting is worth, and I I, I thought that was kind of curious. But also it would kind of destroy the humanity because you've got absolutely no minutes at the beginning for larking about, which is just the antithesis of the way I want to behave. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I have to take these meetings. I mean, if it's a meeting within the time that we're doing something, so if let's say I have a meeting where we're talking about how we're arranging things on the homepage, that time I consider as the time that they're paying in their chunk. But these meetings, which I should be charging for, but I've found no route to do it, in between, it, I see that as sort of like getting a new client for the next batch of work. It's not something that you're billing them for. It's that meeting. Like to a talk lost about leader kind work. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I do that. But, you know, and what I like about that is that it will allow me, if I've got the time free and I enjoy chatting to them, uh, I will carry on chatting to them because in some way it will help me understand what they're about and what they're hoping to achieve. And you know what? Me. You are chatting to them because on some level, you are yeah. creating a friendship. Um, yes. You you are willing to chat with them, swallow the loss because there's there's some kind of camaraderie there. You know, e even if it might be focused on the business, e even if it is focused on the business, you know, your desire for them to do well must be born out of something akin to friendship. I mean, after all, if you were sworn enemies to somebody, you are not going to be spending that hour with them endeavoring to make their lives enriched by a website which is going to create wealth for them. So I, I would contend that on, on some level, more or less all of this stuff is wrapped around friendships. Having said that, never work for friends or family. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and I think it just, that's it, isn't it? If the friend and family works for you, um, uh, yeah, I think it's just, just the same with any work situation. With all of this, you know, you. I think if you can establish yourself and not be compromised, uh, your professionalism and how you go about things, um, and then uh, as long as that's in place. Um, true friends, anyway, would always respect that, wouldn't they? They wouldn't yeah. undermine you. Yeah. And, well, you know, well after that, you know, <laughs> you're friends with some people from work and other people you're not. But I do think it's more valued now. Do you not think? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much agile stuff, but I think that the central notion of the idea of team spirit and soft skills have become something. But with AI, I think soft skills will become yeah. more important. That ability to sort of work with others and problem solve, you know, when AI can do so much of the other work for us. I think, yeah. So I, I, think- I, wonder, I wonder if people who are, um, who are listening to this and thinking, I'm never working with friends and family, you know, it's just my idea of living hell. I wonder if you could do mates rates, but in reverse. So <laughs> your mates rates are double the amount that it would be like just a normal client. Because you foresee the consequences. And of course, that is the case. We haven't really dwelled on it. The, the capacity for this stuff to literally ruin friendships. And I'm sure that there's stories all over that people could tell about, you know, I embarked on a project with a friend. We've been friends for ages. This web work destroyed what we had as friends because bits of their personality came out. They were inflexible. I became inflexible. I did, you know, you get the point. I wonder how much of that has actually happened. And if that's the case, that's a disaster because no website is worth the destruction of a friendship, but you can't, unfortunately, there's no way of reading into the future to know that that's going to happen. No, and I have certainly heard of mates rates in reverse um, with people saying, I didn't really want this job, so I charged it double what I'd want. And I've done this myself and they go for it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I think, Actually, I won't do that again because for me now, I feel, you know, there's not the, the financial pressure to have to take on the work. So, but I wouldn't do that again because I think what you're doing is your instincts is telling you not to do this job. Yeah. And so you've racked up the money and then you're stuck with it still. You know? I had a curious situation right at the beginning when I was just beginning. I did a website for a friend and I won't mention a name or indeed anything about the website because I'm still friends <laughs> with them. I know they don't <laughs> listen to this, but nevertheless. And I did them basically a free website. I mean, it was, it took me ages. I was still right at the beginning in that learning phase. And then about two years later, it came up for renewal and, and I gave them a really competitive quote and they went with somebody else. I was, I was absolutely gutted. And I remember thinking, boy, you know, that's a bit, that's a bit mean spirit. It, it really honestly didn't take me very long to get over it, but it just goes to show. The, the kind of the, the little things that are going on in your head. I, I saw that as a bit of an affront. Hang on a minute. I built you the previous one for free and I've yeah. given you a really affordable quote and you've gone with somebody. <laughs> Took me a little while, but I got there and we're still very good friends. So it's fine. Yeah. I bet that, um, that comment itself will be, will very much appeal. I think to the people who say never work with the friends <laughs> and family that keep it, keep it hard nosed and business like because <laughs> yeah. you no good. Good turn. It goes unpunished. Yeah. Really, in this well, yeah. Uh, maybe on that bombshell, we should knock it on the head and uh, and say that's it for friends and family. You know, it, uh, let Indeed. us know. Give us some comments. It's kind of interesting yeah. when that kind of Lovely. thing happens. We don't know what we're going to do next, do we? But we've got a few to choose from. We'll let's decide yeah. that when we stop recording, shall we? 
Okay, dokie. I'll say bye. Enjoyed this chat. Yeah, it was lovely. See you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Always a pleasure chatting to David about these things. If you have any commentary about work that you've done for your friends or family, whether it's worked out, whether it's been a good idea, profitable or a complete nightmare causing you headaches and possibly family ructions, head over to wpbuilds.com and search for episode number 345. And please leave us a comment there. We'd be most interested in your thoughts. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we really do thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Right, we'll be back next week as we had a chat with David this week. It'll be an interview episode with somebody in the WordPress space. Don't forget, we also do our This Week in WordPress show. That will be live 2 p.m. UK time. It's every Monday. Come and give us some comments. We're always joined by some guests in the WordPress space, and it's jolly good fun when we get some nice comments. It's very lighthearted, and I really enjoy doing it. The other thing to mention is the Gato GraphQL webinar series, which I'm starting on the 18th of October. If you head to wpbuilds.com, there are some calendar links on the homepage where you can book it into your calendar so that you can join us live. You'll be able to find out all of the different things that it can do. Okay, that's all I've got for you this week. I really hope that you've enjoyed it. Please leave us a review on your podcast player platform of choice. That would be really, really great. But that's it. I hope that you have a good week. Here comes some cheesy music. Bye for now. Bye.